This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. Ramia Amadin, Kelly McDonald, host of the show. Yeah, I think whatever works, as we were speaking with Grant a few moments ago, whether it's timing for a workout, whether it's taking that time to think positive thoughts in the way of things we're, we're thankful for, as you were pointing out, Ramya, I, I think so many of the things that we need, each one of us, and we discover probably at an early point in our life, make us feel happy. I, I know I used to always think, oh, I'm a little down today, but I felt it was me. There was something that I could do, think about, uh, that would make me feel better and pull me out of it. It wasn't necessarily anything that, you know, uh, you know I didn't have uh, 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 something that made me that way in a sense. It was always usually something I was lucky enough that I could point and say, well, you're letting that bother you. Un- unfortunately, that doesn't work the same for everyone. So everybody has to, when they can, find that thing if they're blessed enough to be able to. That does at least make them smile, feel better. And I know the world, our life is is that up and down thing. And, and sometimes some of us, as Grant was talking about with, with the SADs, you can't do a darn thing about it except try different things that are recommended by people in the same situation and, and the specialists and, and see what hopefully, hopefully works for you. Well, definitely the more that we chat... Uh, more that we understand how different it can be for people, how individual the experiences are, the the more informed we become, right? And the more empathetic as well empathetic to ourselves and, and people to each don't other. feel so alone exactly. about things. Exactly. And at least, you know, certainly we can't always walk in someone else's shoes, but at least you can try to understand about their shoes and their circumstance. Let's talk a little TV with our communications specialist here at AMI, Greg David. I'm Greg David, and I love television, reality shows, dramas, sitcoms, and documentaries. I watch them all. I'm excited to share my passion for the television industry with you in front of and behind the cameras as it changes and evolves. Welcome back to the show, Greg. I know he's there. I know he's there. He just missed the welcome back to the show. So, Uh, Greg, with Indigenous... Veterans Day on November 8th and Remembrance Day on November 11th. You wanted to do some spotlighting of some special programming that we'll be able to uh, to, to take in over the next uh, week and a half for sure. Uh, what program, first of all, let's start with Indigenous Veterans Day, uh, is, is out there? Yeah, um, a little bit of background um, on Indigenous Veterans Day. It recognizes uh, First Nations people who have served in missions across Canada and around the world in times of war and conflict and peace. And the project that I wanted to let the two of you know about is uh, is a documentary called Forgotten Warriors. And it's a National Film Board of Canada documentary from Loretta Todd. And Loretta is a filmmaker and artist of Cree, Métis, and European ancestry. And she created this uh, documentary from 1997 that's narrated by Indigenous actor Gordon Tutusis. And it introduces us to thousands of Indigenous Canadians who enlisted and fought alongside their countrymen and women during the Second World War. They chose to fight, even though they couldn't be conscripted. So they, you know, they stepped up. Um, you know, they talked the, a lot. To, uh, basically, every person that they talked to said, "Listen, I signed up because my buddies were doing it, and they did it because their buddies were doing it, and so that's why I, I signed up to to represent Canada." And 
But the other side of this documentary is that aside from, you know, fighting for this country that they love, when they came back to it, they were being denied equality in their own country. And in a lot of cases, they returned home to find out that their land had been seized and was being given to white Canadian veterans that were returning from war. So they were taking the land away from the indigenous people and giving them to the whites. Uh, What's interesting, like this was a fascinating documentary uh, because it offers the testimony of those who were there and how they managed to heal when they came back to this country. Uh, And it includes a ton of firsthand accounts of indigenous soldiers who stormed the beach at Normandy on D-Day and were in a lot of cases there to the very end of the war. Uh, It's available on the National Film Board website and it has closed captioning, but the only negative is that there isn't any described video. It's 51 minutes long, but I felt that the subject matter was so strong. What you are missing are the names of the people being shown on screen and some visuals. But just listening to the stories of these veterans before they went over them, recalling why they signed up, their experiences overseas, and what they dealt with when they got home, I felt like the storytelling was so strong that I wanted to mention it here today, despite the fact that there's no described video in it. It, It's so powerful to me. You know, we talk about mistreatment of people, apologies. Mm -hmm. We were saying this the other day on the program about uh, with the students from W.R.S. McDonald School uh, talking to us, apologies that have had been made for these heinous things done. But when you see that people who have volunteered to go and protect the country they deem as theirs, which it is, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. country I deem as mine, which it is, and they come home to not only be not recognized for years, but to have their land stolen. I, you know, you talk about indignities upon indignities, and how do you, how do you get much lower? And it's yeah. unbelievable. No, it's it's very well said. And, you know, the fact that they do talk, they do talk about that, but they also say they wouldn't have changed anything. They still were fighting for this country that they love, despite the fact that the country has treated them so badly. It's just so it's so ironic. And I guess it is, you know, it comes down to freedom and and wanting to do your part. Yeah. And we hear about that, that, you know, World War Two, World War One. There's just you stop and say, so at what point did anyone learn? anything or was this total no it's okay it's just because it's it's our indigenous peoples who you know the our our first people here we can treat them this way like yeah i i don't even know how you go years without saying you know that's a lousy thing we're doing yep Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes it takes it's sorry, uh, Ramya, it's just taking, you know, and it taken the federal government so long to make apologies to groups that have been mistreated, whether it be Chinese Canadians, you know, throughout the, the, the Second World War uh, and everything. It's just it takes so long for these apologies to, ha- to happen, but they do need to happen. Sorry, Ramya. To, to even acknowledge. No, that's OK. To even acknowledge that this was mistreatment and maltreatment of people um, takes so long, let alone the apology. Right. Uh, will there be any live TV coverage of any Indigenous de- Indigenous Veterans Day events? 
Yeah, so APTN is, is planning on covering Indigenous Veterans Day uh, with some special programming next Tuesday, November the 8th. They weren't able to give me any specific details, but they also did note that there are uh, many, many um, uh, war-related and veteran-related um, movies that they're going to be airing uh, within the next week or so as well. Um, you know, not just about Indigenous Veterans Day, but about Canadians fighting overseas uh, throughout uh, you know, the different wars as well. So APTN will have lots of coverage in the next uh, week and a half. History Channel has a new documentary um, series going on for Remembrance Day. Want to tell us a little bit about our, our war? Yeah, this is a really interesting one. It's a four-part docu-series that's going to be premiering on History Channel next Friday, November the 11th, which is Remembrance Day at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And it's going to reveal Canadian stories about ordinary individuals who have made extraordinary sacrifices and heroic contributions during the First and Second World War. But it's going to follow the descendants of these people as they search for clues to uncover the amazing true stories of their family members. And so in one case, from the descendants of one of Canada's first black servicemen to the great-grandnephew of a female intelligence officer stationed at Bletchley Park, it's going to tell those stories. And one of the interesting ones, uh, this, this is actually the second out of the four episodes, a teenage descendant of legendary Onondaga long-distance runner Tom Longboat learns about his ancestors' valiant but little-known actions during the First World War, and he eventually learns that his great-great-great-grandfather was much more than just a long-distance runner. Uh, which is a fascinating story. Um, Tom Longboat is from the Six Nations uh, Reservations just outside of Brantford, Ontario, where I grew up. And uh, and that was, you know, what you learned about him is that he ran. I didn't know anything about him serving during the First World War. So I'll be interested in, in watching this episode of uh, of uh, of our war. <clears throat> and aside from this new special, History is going to be broadcasting past episodes of Remembrance Day related programming, though they didn't send me details in time for our chat. Um, History uh, Channel is really good about broadcasting old episodes, movies, documentaries that concern, again, Canada's role in uh, in different conflicts around the world. Great place to start too. that episode that you just highlighted um, mm-hmm. close to where you're you were born, where you grew up. Right. Like that kind of thing, understanding even just around you. Um, yep. the people, the the histories of uh, the places and before you were there or even as you're there now. Will AMI be broadcasting live from Parliament Hill on Remembrance we, Day? Uh, yes, we absolutely will be. The uh, I think the contract was signed just yesterday or the day before. Uh, AMI is going to simulcast the CBC News special Remembrance Day 2022. It's going to be live coverage of the main events of the day in Canada and around the world. And that kicks off at 10 a.m. Eastern on AMI-tv, and it runs until 12.30 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, of course, aside from uh, AMI providing live coverage in CBC, of course, uh, any of the local television stations will be providing live events in their communities across the country. You know, City TV in Toronto uh, usually does something, uh, CTV as well. So aside from the big broadcasters doing the national stuff, your your smaller communities across the country will be, uh, will be doing live coverage from different events too. Okay. Uh, does AMI have any other plans to recognize Remembrance Day? 
Yeah, we have the broadcast rights to a series of documentaries called Canada Remembers, and two of them are going to be broadcast on AMI-TV on November the 11th. Uh, the first one is called Canada Remembers Our Heroes, Operation Friction, and that's broadcast at 1 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV next Friday. And that gives a historical context and firsthand accounts of Canada's military involvement in the first Gulf War, which began in 1990. And as a part of the coalition forces of more than 30 countries, Canada helped liberate Kuwait. And the second episode is going to be uh, in the Canada Remembers Our Heroes is called Peacekeepers and Peace Enforcement. That's going to be broadcast at 2 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV, so right after the first one. And uh, since the inception of the United Nations, methods of creating lasting peace have occupied the world. In this episode, Peacekeepers and Peace Enforcement tells Canada's stories involving keeping and enforcing peace in war-torn countries. So kind of uh, those two episodes, kind of the bigger picture, uh, you know, just not uh, the First and Second World War or Vietnam, but, uh, but some of the, the smaller conflicts around the world and, and the way that Canada has been involved in them. And just so we cover off a little more, Greg, uh, any streaming services where folks can watch programming from the front lines? Yeah, I wanted to mention uh, two of them. Uh, Netflix has a new version of All Quiet on the Western Front that just debuted last week. Uh, this is based on the 1929 novel of the same name by Eric Maria Remarque. And there was also the original movie uh, was made in 1930. So this is an update uh, for 2022. It's set in the closing years of the First World War, and it follows the life of a German soldier who, after enlisting in the German army with his friends, finds himself at risk to the uh, realities of war, shattering early hopes of becoming heroes. So that's one that you'll want to check out. But the other one is a classic that I check out every year at this time. It's over on Crave, and it's called Band of Brothers. And that's based on historian Stephen E. Ambrose's 1992 nonfiction book of the same name, which I have read. And if you're a fan of Stephen Ambrose or just of the Band of Brothers, you should definitely check out the book. Uh, but the 10-episode series dramatizes the history of Easy Company, 2nd Battalion, 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment of the 101st Airborne Division, and it follows them from jump training into, into the U, uh, in the U.S. through its participation in major actions in Europe. This group were together from D-Day through Battle of the Bulge all the way to entering Adolf Hitler's Eagle's Nest at the end of the Second World War. Uh, sadly, not all of them made it through, but there were a few that were there at both ends of the, of the Second World War. And uh, it's produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, and it won seven primetime Emmy Awards. So wow. check out Band of Brothers on Crave. Thanks, Greg. Lots of fantastic stuff to, to make us remember, ladies and gentlemen, as we, we need to do and um, pay respect for those who have made everything so possible for us to be able to take part in and do every day. Thank Greg. You're welcome. Greg David, join him every other Wednesday here on Kelly and Company to talk all things television. Up next, we learn about makers making change which connects makers to people with disabilities who need assistive technologies. We'll get into that conversation and learn a lot of cool stuff after this. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.